This is Shaka Art Speak. You heard it first. It's brain debris. Woohoo. We took a little break because we're getting ready for the semester. We got a lot of stuff coming on. And so yeah. we're back with a short one before we get back into, you know, the kind of episodes that go several hours. Mm-hmm. So Cody Spice is with us. Hello, hello. Yep. Cody is here. It's it's another code red. And um and that there, was there will be no clarifying on this. There episode. never Cody will not clarify. No. But you just did hit it. Ah, dang, you clarified. Hit it. Hello. Okay, we're back. <laughs> we have Dr. Snacksmill. Hey, and I've been thinking about doing uh, a, a song for you. You need one, and it definitely needs this. <laughs> just crinkling Just bags. crinkling up. <laughs> Smells good. Also, I just when watched- When my theme song comes on, dogs everywhere will just come running. Yeah. Because the sound of crinkling bags. I saw something that I've never seen before today, fellas, and everybody <laughs> listening. I saw a grown adult man huff- <laughs> <laughs> an in and out. I mean, it's not. It's not wrong. An I mean, in and out burger bag. You're not. Yeah. I mean. And I and I want to say it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, but there's I, only one reason why it wasn't you. There's only one reason because I ate the burger. <laughs> yeah. And Garrett smelt the bag afterwards. <laughs> I, I definitely got the worst side of the equation. So this um, is this is what what's that like where you make a make a wish foundation today? <laughs> make a wish foundation for me. Yeah, which you, was uh, yeah. Go yeah, for some it. Uh, we, we got some flown in uh, in and out burger from te- for, from where? Uh, Give me the time frame. So uh, Austin, Texas. Okay, the other day. The um, other day, which is I don't maybe don't. Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. This might be a two-day-old burger. We don't even know. Right, right. Okay. But he ate so it anyways. Got the burger, stuck it in some, uh, like, left it in the bag, right? Yep. Kept it kept it mint. Pristine. Um, so did that, stuck it in some Tupperware, and I think they uh, maybe just had it in the fridge. Yep. Got on the plane, got off the plane, <sighs> stuck it back in the fridge, and brought it to your mouth today. Yeah, so I don't know how many hours old that burger was. That was the oldest In-N-Out burger I've ever eaten, but I'm going to be <laughs> honest with you. It was amazing. And I Dude. had to remind myself of what was happening because I was late getting here, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and then Gareth forgot the burger. I forgot the burger. So you got to go get it. Oh, oh, terrible. So I almost felt I almost got weak in my knees because <laughs> there's no in and out in, in Richmond, Virginia. There's no, no in and out on this side of the Mississippi River. I don't know. There's not. So this is like a miracle thing that I have made jokes about <laughs> since living in <laughs> Richmond. Yeah, I've tried to get my mom to send me a burger. And she's never done it. Like FedEx at like FedEx an organ, and, yeah. organ shipment. Yeah, you put it in a cooler. Why not? Hire somebody in a minivan to just truck it across the states. Like most expensive Uber. Eats. I will give <laughs> the deliverer money to do this again. Um, I mean, she. So yeah, uh, Hannah, props to you for doing it and popping it on a plane, bringing your carry. Yes, Hannah. Whatever you had to do to get to the huge. TSA. I don't know how that works. And now that you're not like now, just like, like not my student. Yeah. I, I don't have any. I don't feel guilty about this. Right. There's. I'm very thankful. Yeah. I'm grateful. I feel very grateful. Thank you, Hannah. You made a lifelong. I've been here since 2007. That was a a 2007 forward dream that just came true. And I ate the burger so fast I forgot what I was doing. I really did. I mean, and then Garris smelt the bag. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm so I'm not I'm not doing burgers right now. So today we're gonna call you Doctor Smell Snack. <laughs> That's, That's like exactly name. right, Doctor Smellsnack. His second nickname, because I don't like this one. Gareth and I are both both shrinking. We're trying to get to where yeah. Cody is at, 
Um, completely. Not which, not completely. Yeah, not completely. You're, <laughs> I just want to get to where I sleep well at night. That's what I want. I want to not <laughs> snore. And I want my heart to work properly. Yeah, those so, are good things. So we are we are shrinking down, and I made an exception today for this burger because how could you not? And I want to say it was cold. I didn't even take the time. I could have heated it up. The microwave is right there in the studio. Yeah. I could have done it, but I didn't. I don't know why I did, but I think I wanted the pickles cold. You know what That's I mean? Real. And the ketchup and the mustard. Yeah. There's only yeah, there's hot only ketchup and mustard is not something. Yeah. Well, no, in and out. Well, I've was, never um, had in and out. Do yeah, you it's in and out sauce, mustard? dude. It's in and out sauce. There might have been. I can't remember if there was mustard, but there. You can get that on there, but yeah, I've like never it. been west of the Mississippi, so you don't know, dude. You we don't. should change that. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, we can smuggle you into California, dude. That's, what it's, that's what it's going to take at that point. This point, it's, a, it's I'm a not going to California. I tell you yeah. what, um, in Austin, like uh, near the area where that In and Out is, there's yeah. also um, I think a Shake Shack. Yeah, dude. There's, there's a lot. Or dude, maybe, just maybe stack shake. two burgers thing. together, anyway, man, from different so places, good. and stick a knife in them. Like I mean, a um, Oh man, you could do burger flights where you do a quarter of a burger from I mean, each different place. Cody, I've never, I've never heard you say something so beautiful. Yeah, Cody's gonna change the longer he's here. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna have the same struggles we have. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. So anyhow, we're just doing a brain debris yeah, because we, we just want to catch up. We haven't had a really a chance to talk, and um, you also, know, we, we want to. We've had yeah. a lot of conversations that are just like, like good strong conversations yeah. but also uh you know hey don't forget that we're real people that just have dumb ideas and yeah sometimes we heads. just brain debris kicks in so so for me it was um in and out burger an aesthetic experience which was amazing yeah dude I, I believe it. yeah i mean the whole thing is great uh, i love the way like the you talk about aesthetics like i love the whole way that the restaurants are yeah they function how they look how they feel um there's just something really nice about them yes um i co-sign yeah, it's like uh, it's like the uh, opposite aesthetic experience from Whataburger. Yep. You know, like as much as you like orange, I'm pretty sure that that's not the most like visually appealing place to always step yeah, into. Yeah, Depending yeah, on yeah. Was built. Whataburger is like analogous to like the butt crack of a plumber. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, ne- like the ne- seat. Necessary, but <laughs> doesn't have to be seen as much. Yeah, but you're trying to look past the things that you really don't mm-hmm. want to see, but they become heavily associated. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I think, I mean... Yeah, in number, it's great. Like it has that California feel, hundred yes, percent, all day. Um, you know, and who knows? It'd be really great to get some on the East Coast. I mean, just I can't understand why we don't. I like, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, yeah, I mean, like if there's like the Hardee's Carl Jr. thing yeah. going on, like there should be like an In and Out and like an Out and In burger. Yeah, get an Out and In burger and, and just uh, bring it over here. Make it happen. Wait, there's like, an Out and In. No, we no, just, we just made right it now. Right oh, now, just, okay. Garrett just coined it. Yeah, it's ready to go. So, so you just move past the Mississippi and it becomes Out and In. Yeah, yeah. It's it's how Hardee's becomes Carl's Jr. States, know you know, it'll probably become like a state sponsored thing, man. Mm-hmm. You know, probably. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. I'll I be thought fine. We we're fans of regionalism. We're like, fans. Isn't of it okay That's why for something different. to be? <laughs> oh, <okay>. so, <laughs> no, you're right. Selfishly, it's not okay if I can't have it though. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I just want to be a part of the global elite. So if I, I can go anywhere and experience I could the be, goods of regionalism whenever I want uh, to. If I could be a part of the global elite. <laughs> yeah, I just. Uh, uh, yeah, I just want a hamburger from in and out every once in a while. Dude, you do. I, I promise you, you do. And then and then there's animal style, and then you need the fries. Everybody complains about the fries. If you try to compare them to McDonald's, like I mean, that's fries, what people do. The fries are, as fast food fries go, somewhat unremarkable. Yes. But there's a thing about growing up with it. I know you yeah. can understand this, Gareth. 
that when you grow up with it, mm-hmm. you acquire a taste for exactly that. Because mm-hmm. this is like crinkle cut fries, right? No, they're, yeah, yeah. No, they're not like, or crinkle like as in like a circle. No, like they're like wavy ones. No, they're not wavy. Oh, I thought they were. No, they're straight, dude. Okay. Are they're they like shaved thin? off the potato. They make them fresh. Oh, screw mm. that. Like, I mean, dude, you fry some potatoes right now. I haven't they they have wow. the potato and they're just like, they nice. actually make the potato. So the fries are mm. actually fresh, which, which is why I said, if you compare them to, um, like McDonald's, like which like mashed spots. potatoes, it gets excreted. Yeah, those are fried and they're they're frozen. Seasoning. They're, yeah, yeah, these yeah. are made fresh, and I think we just. Oh yeah, so there probably is like a different starchiness to it. Though. Yes. Well, and they're probably more like eating a potato. Yeah, there's which then you. Well, think no, about oddly enough, they're thin. <laughs> I don't. I don't but they're potatoes. No, no, no. But just fries. in terms of like if it's if it's made fresh from a potato right yes. there, then the flavor experience is going to be more like a potato. Yes. And. Which potatoes aren't the most, you know, fireworks kind exactly. of things. That's exactly right. Yeah. So then you acquire an associated taste with those fries and that burger. Mm-hmm. And so like if That's I think, fair. yeah, if I think about it too hard, I, I say the same thing. They're unremarkable. But I also think it has to do with the fact that like when I think about fast food fries, McDonald's, like there's other places Dude, that are like. I was going to say, I think the thing with fast food fries for me is that uh, largely fast food fries are unremarkable. I agree. I think there's a few places where I'm like, oh, those are yep. those are like, you know, potato crack, but I'm not. Yeah. Like there's not many places where I'm like, let me get their French fries. Yeah. I mean, McDonald's historically, especially back in the old school, was probably the closest. Oh, yeah. Because um, whatever they were sprinkling all over those and dipping them in and yep. frying them in that were just like, oof, has and that, changed. That greasy bag. Mm. Oh, man. Just good old beef tallow goodness. Yeah. Beef tallow goodness, man. Yeah. That was Cody's nickname in high school. <laughs> beef tallow goodness. Yeah. Beef tallow goodness. And we changed it to. <laughs> Um, Cody Spice. So, uh, <laughs> I feel like we've done you a favor. <laughs> yeah, we've helped you out, dude. You know, because I mean, can you imagine us trying to call you Beef Tallow Goodness right now? I mean, it probably have to be shortened to just Beef BTG. Beef, beef BTG. Tallow. Yeah, because because people thought it was Beef Tallow Godwin. Yeah, but if you call me BTG, they're gonna think I'm like a Korean boy band. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, hey, plus one to you. That's good. I, I want to know that. why I keep getting suggested <laughs> K-pop. Uh, on Twitter, like I'm always getting because it's that popular. They just give to everybody. They're like everybody needs everybody. It. Yeah. I mean, maybe I don't. Everybody know. likes this. I haven't partake partake. Highly in manufactured pop music. Yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, outsourced, highly, you know, efficiently engineered. Yeah, or artificially yeah. engineered. Extreme, like million business produced. <laughs> Dude, I saw production a value. Fantastic meme the other day, and it was a picture of Millie Vanilli, and they were looking at each other, like all was kind of like weird faced. Like, can you believe this? And uh, it just had a caption that said, uh, Millie Vanilli in their homes right now, watching all these people on TikTok lip sync everything. And I was like, yeah, that's great. That is really <laughs> great. Like their careers ended. Because Millie Vanilli was out when I got punched in the face by that girl I was talking about. <laughs> Don't forget my number. Mean, like, like they were they were out making music or they were out they, yeah, that's when they were, That's when they came out and it was like, I'm in love with you, girl. You're on my mind. Like, and we <laughs> thought it was Millie Vanilli and you like all their dance moves, girl, you know, it's true. You so were they never girl, actually you know singing everything? Nope. Dude, they couldn't sing at all. They could barely speak English. Oh, so they were see, French. I thought they were just, I thought they were just lip syncing like on stage. And no, 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 no. Thing. They were French. So their voices vocally and their accent was, was anything but what was coming out of their mouth mm. from the videos. And the group was like a totally different band. You it's know, like a, ghost like band. a jam, a ghost band, jam were, band nice. that got hired to do all the vocals. <laughs> they were ghost lip syncing and play voice. the music. And so those guys yeah. were complete fabrications. And then they tried to come out later and do their own music to prove they could sing, and they just couldn't. Man, 
It's sad, dude. Those dudes, those dudes got a raw deal, man. They were. I mean, what would they have done otherwise? They were good looking dudes, man. They were. They those, were. Uh, those braids and stuff. Were yeah, good. they're fit. Long braids. Yeah, they're up there doing the Axl Rose dance moves with yeah. the, um, I mean, kind of Axl Rose, but, you know, Millie Vanilli, but they're both wearing spandex and Reeboks. I just love the fact that, like, that night that they got caught at whatever that was, if it was a concert or an award show, the fact that, like, on stage, stage, they yeah. were literally making the remix happen to the point. Girl, you know it's girl. Yeah, girl, you know, you know it's girl. You know yes, you know it's girl. <laughs> <laughs> so they got discovered when there was a skip. Yeah, during a live performance at an right. award concert. Yeah. And then everybody realized that it's not them singing. Wow. Yeah. Back in the day. And then they're like, you know what? We can never do that again. Or we can just do this and have everybody lip sync. Yeah. That's absolutely. right. How about Millie Vanilli didn't get outed as like not musicians. They just started a whole new trend. Yeah. Where just everybody's not a musician. Yeah. The future was Millie Vanilli. And I don't, they knew, you know, some people knew it, but, but they didn't know it. Well, you know what they say, the French are always like 10 years ahead. Yeah, French are ahead. They're great, great with revolutionary imagery, imagery like a lot of great paintings, honestly, great yeah. compositions. So, yeah, so 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 as we satellite around, <laughs> what what has been going on in your, your guys' neck of the woods? You want to go for it, Cody? Sure. Um, so I just took a vacation in the woods recently. A That's always back. scary. Uh, it was great. Uh, we went to a little spot in the mountains of Galax, Virginia. Which I had never heard of. And if you have heard of it, kudos to you. It's, Where is it? Uh, Southwest Virginia like, by the New River. Um, so like how far away from like Tennessee or something? Pretty like? close to Tennessee. Oh, okay. So yeah. you're like, you're so in no, like you had, had no cell about phone service. A, we had a surprisingly good cell phone service. Because you were um, up on the mountaintop. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, it's probably about four, four and a half hours from Richmond, but we took a stop in Lynchburg to see some family. So we, we cut it up because we had kids with us, me and my wife. Makes sense. Um, but so Galax is known for its history, um, of old time and bluegrass music, which is not something I had ever really explored, but mm -hmm. we got to go to this Blue Ridge, um, <clears throat> music center museum and see some stuff. And they actually had a live band playing. Um, and was so, anybody playing the, um, the well, jug? No jug. Oh man, no I love jug. the jug so much. Think about the jug that's interesting is as you play, you can only make the notes lower because you got to yep. drink out of it. Yep. So you really got to know like how much am I going to take out to get to that next harmonic or that third. The way I do like it that. is I just have more jugs. I like the there's, idea that there's some guy sitting there like swir swirling back some moonshine thinking about how can I get this to the next harmonic. <laughs> man, you channeled some Ken in that <laughs> one too. <laughs> oh, that's uh, a... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I yeah. love that though, dude. Uh, bluegrass music is legit, and what, some of the things I think that are that are interesting about that is you hear these uh, historians talk about like Appalachian, you know, because mm -hmm. everybody craps on like Appalachian stuff because they're like, oh, Hicks and because they're elitist. Yeah, they're elitist, <clears throat> um, and you know we're in, we're constantly engaged in othering. Mm -hmm. So the um, <laughs> the uh, elitist never elitist never other anyone, dude. That's right. Uh, Toe the line because we're it. <laughs> um, so the. Um, but the thing I like about like what historians say is they say that well, actually Appalachia is kind of the region that is still showing us what it was like when Europeans came to North America. Ah, so you yeah. hear it in like, the way they speak. Yep. Mm -hmm. You hear it in the music. Yep. You see it in the dances. So a lot yeah. of that is like like very, very early like uh, European European American American culture yeah. starts. Yeah. Uh, it's, so it's interesting. Fascinating. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, so getting to know a little bit more about the history of the area and 
basically been doing nothing but listening to blue rec- bluegrass music since I got back. Nice. Some good stuff. I think also that there's an element that really, because I love music and live music's hit or miss. Uh, you know, some people sound great on records and you mm-hmm. go to concerts yep. and like, yeah, you know, it's, it's a show. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my dad went to see a flamenco band uh, a couple months back. It's a left turn. That was excellent. You'd think so. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Um, Are we going to get into highly regionalist music? <laughs> this is the Rain to Braves, right? <laughs> yeah. So there are interesting parallels. Obviously, super different geographic backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um but you have traditional styles, extremely rhythmic, predicated a lot on making music for dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a very communal... It's like a social relationship. Social, mm-hmm. like you've got your band, but then there's an expectation that the people who are watching the band are going to be engaging. Yeah, and, then, and a possible and, expectation that the people watching the band could come up and be part potentially. of it. Potentially. And yep. then also just blow your mind musicianship. Oh, yeah. I mean, like people who can play their instruments talking about it's funny because we go from Millie Vanilli, which is like, you're not actually doing anything. It's all a show Yeah. to like people that you will never hear. Hey, they of. did look good. Okay. Sure. All right. I'm, I'm all right. sure they look good. Right. Um, great thing about bluegrass music is you don't have to look. Good. Yeah. I mean, it's different. <laughs> um, it's not a requirement. It's not requisite. Not requisite. Uh, possible, but not sufficient. Uh, <laughs> anyways. Yeah. So, so, just seeing like a mastery of a tradition of music mm-hmm. and and then more like from some of the just listening that I've been doing afterwards um, seeing some of the people who are kind of the names in the field right now um, how they're taking the tradition and it's still living they're doing interesting new things with it but there's not a conflict in the genre between all the music that is the canon of the genre mm-hmm. and then all the interesting new things that they're able to do with it while honoring the genre and the specific types of instruments that have been developed through the genre. Um, so it's really um, been interesting just because like it's an artistic community that doesn't have a lot of hangups mm-hmm. that a lot of people do about like history and where they've come from. And yeah, uh, there's not, doesn't seem to be a lot of critique or criticism. It's just like, yeah, there's a lot of great stuff. And it's historically developed. And now we're taking it and we're embodying a living tradition, pushing it a step forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to talk with a guy who down in Galax was running this place called the Chestnut Creek School of the Arts. And so they're doing things like getting local painters and craftsmen, woodworkers, mm-hmm. uh, ceramicists and things like that, um, teaching classes to the local community. And they also have um, bluegrass music lessons where kids will get dropped off mm-hmm. Um, right after classes in the public school. Mm-hmm. They come to the community center, they get taught how to play these traditional bluegrass styles with instruments. And then there's some well-known luthiers and instrument makers in town who collaborate mm. by servicing all the instruments for the art center mm-hmm. and making sure that everything's in tune. So cool. it was cool chatting with him um, and just talking with him about, because uh, they were in like an old uh, bank building that had mm. gotten basically... It was vacant for a while. Some rich guy bought it and then eventually sold it to the city on the condition that it was used in some form or fashion to build up the arts. That's amazing. Mm, that's and great. so they, they got this building and were able to... Wow. They had been doing it for about 10 years. Um, just really cool stuff. Really encouraging stuff. Um, yeah. Sounds really like great it. music. So uh, in that space, uh, if you're listening to this currently and not in the future, um, Bella Fleck is coming 
So maybe uh, I saw that first. Um, yeah, with um, <sighs> Molly something. Yeah. Who's a flipping crazy. Molly Ringwald. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. He's, he's going to be playing the music to 16 Candles. Not the person. <laughs> that would be terrible. I don't know who Molly Ringwald is. <laughs> you know what there is. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have a, I don't know that reference jar. Um, which would be great. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> but no, the uh, so Bellflex great because like there's like bluegrass stuff there, but it's it's all uh, it's all like roots music, mm -hmm. right? So it's very much like uh, almost like a historian of the of the banjo. Yeah, uh, it's fantastic. So he he does a he's phenomenal what he does. Um, and there's been he went on several tours with uh, Chris Teeley. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure were fantastic, uh, especially when you're talking about like musicianship. I think um, Sierra Hall's a mandolin player. Let me make sure I'm getting Yeah, from Hall, from Hall of Notes. No. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> yeah, Sierra Hall. Yeah. Um, Where's so. Oates? Wouldn't that be, I mean, just, what? yeah, you didn't know that's how this started out. Is um, a mandolin and a mustache walked into the bar <laughs> and you get Hall of Notes. Private <laughs> You know, oh, the burger's man. taking over my body, dude. No, I, I was just... watching this thing with these bugs. <laughs> okay. You got to see this, man. There is a, like a pore. It's like a... Um, is this going to be gross? It's a spore. It's a fungus, yeah. Yeah. That literally rots out like bugs and takes over their body. Mm. Yeah, I've seen that. And the bugs stay alive. Like, yeah. So like their whole bodies are carved out. And they're just like limping along. And then, like, the they like spore. climb to the highest point, yeah. and then, like, the spore flowers and it floats away. No, 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 no. These things just like take over. So, they take over, like, they're like zombies. They take the spore, takes over, and manages to keep just enough of the bug alive. So, the whole body's gutted out. Mm. And the cicadas operate just enough so they can mate. Mm -hmm. And it makes them move to where they can appear to be whatever, like, like they can appear to be female if it's a male. So the male comes and mates with this one that's really not alive anymore in the sense that it was before. Right. And then it imparts the disease, the, the spore. The fungus. The fungus takes over the other one and mm. it propagates through, you know, reproduction. No joke. Mm. And so I'm watching this and then they're showing, the, it's a science video and they're showing videos of like these bugs that are supposed to fly. <laughs> they're flying. What wing is like? Yeah. I'm just thinking about like when the dude in uh, Men in Black, yeah. the cockroach guy, yeah. and his skin doesn't Sugar fit water. very well. And he's like, Rrr. like it's like all these bugs that are like clearly something is wrong, dude. But they're just kind of like getting on in the world because deep down inside, there's a microscopic spore mm. living thing that's taken over their body wow. and destroyed all their organs. I'm not, Anyhow, even, I'm not gonna lie, that's, that's a deeply unsettling. So right now, <laughs> so brain debris. But dude, I could not believe what I was seeing, man. And that it, and that it's strategic. It's strategic to propagate through mating. That's one of those things where it's like you find out where that that's uh, sinister, spore man. Spore is native, and you draw a big red yeah. circle on the map and be like, I'm never going there. Like, no, my, my not catching that. Too. Not catching that, dude. That's scary as mess, man. Yeah. Oh. I was like, it, you know, you know, because I've seen too many science fiction films. I was like, this is how you start a zombie movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. This is it. It's grounded in science. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. Because here's get, the thing. How do we get Mothra? Where'd that come from? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, Mothra 
And fungi don't have ethics. No, they don't have that. Okay. Yeah. It's just propagation. Just propagation, raw power. Nothing personal, just propagation. Yeah. Raw, raw power. Man. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> so, hey, we got like just a little bit to go. And you gave us a good regional thing. And I, I smuggled some regionalism in over, you know, or somebody else did for me. But um, what <laughs> do you got, Gareth? Some regionalism go? over? You uh, got like seven minutes, dude. Uh, five minutes. Cool. I'm uh, sorry, uh, man. No big deal. Um, no, it's all good. Um, I, uh, I did something I never thought I would do. I uh, went to a NASCAR race this Whoa. past Saturday. I'd never do that. Sunday. Until you did it. Now I'll do it. Dude, it was, uh, so, so here's the deal. So, um, you know, friends of the show, uh, Carrie and Dre, they both in different capacities have worked with either NASCAR teams or NASCAR mm. itself doing um, agency work. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so as like part of the kind of like, hey, thanks for the, the relationship um, that they had with one of their clients, we were able to get, um, these VIP passes to it's the amazing. management race. That's so cool. And it was, um, so you didn't like just go to NASCAR. No, no. This <laughs> Dude, was, he was near Michael Jordan. Yeah. I was like five feet away from Michael nice. Jordan. Did Cause you? the, the team we were a guest of is owned by Michael Jordan. So oh, it's uh 2311 is the name of the team. Come on, dude. Yeah. And on, it's MJ. funny because I didn't know this, but when I walked in, like people had shirts that said air Jordan, but it looked like the same typeface for like Dubai airlines. So yeah. I was like, is there a, airline called air jordan yeah I was like that feels like you wouldn't be able to do that yeah and so i was like but it also didn't look like the air jordan uh typography yep but then i looked over to the truck and there's jump man like right Whoa. there just like boom icon like, dude okay what's up <clears throat> so i'm like this is crazy but also that truck had like the best design mm-hmm. like everything else was i mean it's, it's very specific hugely specific design across um but this one i was like i I felt personally this has the best design. <laughs> it uh, operated the best for me. Um, but yeah, so we were we were guests of the team and we got to have a meet and greet with the driver. Nice. Fantastic young driver who's like super chill, super like normal guy named uh, Bubba Wallace. Yeah, Bubba, dude. Bubba's making it lit. <laughs> yeah, and he, uh, I mean, it's just crazy. They had a big party, man. It was like diversified out there. Like it, Bubba, Bubba's got a whole vibe. He does, he does. And it is, <clears throat> I mean, it's legit because... Um, when you do something, or maybe when you heard the word NASCAR, you may have cringed a little bit, yeah. uh, which pointed out that you live in stereotypes, um, and that's an uncomfortable yeah, place to be. I do, so I did. But it's easier. It's well, it's easier to be in that space, right? Because yes. It's quick to step into a stereotype it's as othering, a way of dude. understanding. It's othering. <clears throat> it is. It's elitism, but it's, dude. But it's also, I, I would put it even as first level understanding. Yes. Right. So it's like this is how I can enter into a space. Yes. Right. So it's like your first read of the room when you walk into a new place. That's oh, right. What do I feel about this place? Yep. And. If you never get past that, highly problematic. And the only way I can ever do that is take my shirt off when I walk in. Yeah, That's the helps. only way I can feel out a room. Well, and it makes sense because the next step would be like relational proximity and experience-based yep. information. Who will stand next to me that doesn't know me when my shirt's off? Got to be a friend. At a restaurant. Or a weirdo. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Friend or freak. Yeah, friend. It's like it, it's part of the park. You the walking out? Yeah, part of the Red Sea. <laughs> Did you find out real quick who your friends are? Yeah, it's the security guard. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the fact that I'm sitting here with my shirt off right now listening to you tells me a lot We're about friends. you guys as my friends. Sure, yeah. friends. Yep. Yeah. Because my doctor told me I had to do it. So It's fine. I mean, doctor's orders do yep. your thing. Um, but, yeah, so the the whole place was, like, super diverse. Like, it because, you know, you think you're like, oh, it's a bunch of backward, like, toothless. Yeah. You, there is a stereotype. And it's actually not really true in NASCAR. It's got no, a wider it's not. appeal. It is, it is, like, it was one of the most diverse sporting experiences I've ever been at. Yeah, I believe that. Because, I mean, like, you think about, like, auto racing. Like, you got to have a lot of money to get into that. Yeah. And a cheap sport, right? Yep. You're not you're not putting together, like, nine kids on a field with a bat and a ball. Yeah. You know, it's like you you got multiple cars, a lot yep. of mechanics, a lot yep. of things happening. <clears throat> 
But the the VIP thing was really awesome because we were in the infield. We got garage tours. We got to be in the the like truck with Bubba Wallace, like talking to him and everything. So, but shout out Bubba. Should have got him on the podcast. I mean, he's busy. He's still yeah, trying to wrap yeah, up the I season know. and everything. But yeah, he yeah. Uh, he he did like a video message for my son, and he was like, "Hey Dan, you know, hey you missed it, but just want to say, you know, thanks for cheering me on." How did Bubba couch. do? Um, he did all right. Okay. Uh, he's just outside of the cup standing, the points for the cup standing. So right. I don't, I don't think he uh, continued on into the the final yeah. part of the season. Mm-hmm. But um, he's still Bubba Wallace. So super, he's known. super nice dude. Yeah, I mean, really, really nice. Super cool. He was just sitting there talking about like playing golf and video games and like going to restaurants with his yeah. friends. Like he's just a normal. How dude. old is he? Twenty nine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. So super young, and he's said he's like been racing for twenty years. Man, you could. I wish you could have talked to MJ, dude. Hey, MJ. So we I need saw you. his. I saw his calf, and I was like, I've never seen that many veins in a human's calf in my life. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, we we like so we were at the they have these like weird truck things that like the bottom is a gigantic toolbox. Yeah. And then the backside of that, um, so the toolbox faces pit lane. The backside of it is like all these monitors and like stuff for people to be monitoring what's going on. And then uh, it folds out and the top is like a canopy. Mm. There's these benches up top for people to sit on with more monitors to watch. And that's mm-hmm. where, you know, VIP people, owners, you know, sponsor, people who came with the sponsors, they they sit up there and watch the race. And it's a perfect seat. And so there's this gigantic human up there. Right, because you watch basketball and you don't remember how big these folks yep. are because they're six, all six, six, dude. Yep. And so he's big. And then there's this really other large uh, building of a human at the base of the stairs. And uh, so I looked at, looked at Dre and I was like, I'm guessing that's MJ. And I was like, couldn't really see because he was in like the middle of the thing. And she was like, well, uh, I don't see bouncers at any other truck. <laughs> I'm like, that's true. <laughs> but then he was huge. Yeah. The dude was like the height of the staircase. He's this massive man. Yeah, yeah. Standing there. Yeah, six, six, six tall, like, man. Man. So uh, Michael Jordan, I nearly ran into literally Jeff Gordon. Um, Whoa. And it's just like. It's the just Michael weird. Jordan of NASCAR. A hundred percent. Yep. Um, and so there's like, there are all these things where like the, the level of access at a NASCAR race, like they're really about the fan experience. Yeah. Right? Like they really want the fans to be there. And also it's super nice because when you see these drivers, Walk in, you're just like you could put almost anybody else in that suit, and you, mm-hmm. I'd believe you. Yeah, that was the driver. They're just normal guys. Yeah. So it's know, not like, like horse racing. No, <laughs> no, it's <laughs> like, well, yeah, four nine. You're out. Um, no, it's not like horse racing. <laughs> but, but it's also not like the WWE, right? right? Yeah. You're not like oh, you're a specimen. Yeah, um, it's just like no, you're you're like a, a standard person. <laughs> you're somewhere you're between. Your yeah, yeah. Somewhere WWE between. and horse wrestling. <laughs> Special <laughs> mix of horse wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know that sport. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think uh, like it was just, uh, it was a great experience. It's called Polo. That's so right. We got it's to, Polo. Uh, be out on, uh, we got to like be right by the trucks. We walked out on the track. Were you wearing earphones? Yes. Yeah. Well, it was, our headphones. It was yeah. the loudest thing I've ever experienced. Oh, we can hear it from my house. Oh, 100% you can. It is so loud. Yep. But um, also it's just amazing. Like they'd get into a yellow uh, caution everybody to slow down and then as soon as they'd be like they drop the green flag you'd hear all 36 of those cars and it's like this is amazing yeah uh fantastic experience super like family friendly a lot of fun stuff for folks to do right um you know they uh, serve beer yeah 
<laughs> no, weirdly enough, they didn't. Uh, no, they. No, because I just of, you know drink you know dr- you know drinking and driving. But you know the thing is, it's not drinking and watching driving. Watching driving okay. is different. Um, I knew this. I knew they served beer, but it's one of the what they had, what they were working with. But it was a fantastic experience, and I would say like if you're incredulous about a NASCAR experience, go. But buy an infield pass, yeah, or a get, garage pass, yep. and see some of the stuff in the middle of the track that's going on. And I, I think you'll come with it. Yeah. It's like a street fair for cars. No, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to like to watch it on TV. Yeah. I mean, I still can't do that. That's but, not a judgment. That's just like, no, but I also yeah. am not really watching tennis or golf. No, TV. Yeah, I like yeah. those sports, but I would go to a match. I would play. I would yeah. do this stuff. Yep. It's just, well, that goes back be. to the live element. It's like the live 100%. music. There's like, there's something different. There's a lot of music Always. that you could jive with in person that I'm probably not going to play, play on Spotify. The radio radio. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because there's a whole there's a whole human energy, excitement, celebration vibe that I can co-sign on. Yeah, and unless it's just reasons, terrible music. One of the reasons why, like with a lot of like recorded music, I listen to, I want to listen to it very, very loudly. Yes, I want it to be closer to the experience of in person. Yep. Um, you know, and there's only so loud you could probably turn your TV up for a NASCAR yeah. race or something. Or yep. just want to really problematic before it starts to smell. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like you know when you're um, when noise affects your sense of smell you ever had that happen before no so you turn the music up too loud and it triggers your olfactory really yeah there's things where you there's like what? ratios yeah you ever you ever it's like um, a whole new genre of youtube videos yeah like the asmr but instead mm-hmm. they like make you smell things yep well, because they're all they're all tied, all together, tied together at some together, point yeah, yeah so like it's there's just one big knot in your nervous center you ever you ever you ever try to smell something in the car and you have to turn the radio off to smell no you've never done that you ever done that no no. Where you're like, it's too loud. Hold on. Because you're like, is the car, you've never done that? No. Wow. Interesting. No, that might just be me. This is the first time I've ever had anything remotely close to this conversation in my life. Oh, wow. I've never had a, a, a smell here. A wow. Smell here yeah, yeah. I might just have scrambled eggs for a brain, but. Um, <laughs> you know, there are similarities with hearing and yes. smelling in terms of like the pervasive, non-originating. Yeah like nature that like sound can permeate a space, yeah. smell can permeate a yeah. space. It's not localized. Yeah. Uh, You're setting like me up so you. hard right now, dude, to make fart joke, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I resist Cody. I'm tempting you. Attempt, but, but yeah, so I will, I will normally like if the la- like if the radio is playing and like, you know, if you smell like a funny oil smell in your car, you know, I'm not yeah. saying I'll, like, like I'll have to turn everything down and go shh. Just I mean, so I, I can I smell. can see something like that. Like you're like zeroing in on a specific thing. Yeah. I can get that because like, yeah, yeah a lot of, a lot of, um, sensory input is, mm-hmm. is problematic a lot of times. I, I get that. I was just like, <clears throat> so I'm sitting here thinking like you have like a one to one with like hearing and smelling, where it's like I can do one at a time. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, time out. Be yeah. quieter, but yeah, there's makes, definitely there's definitely like sen- just general sensory overload. Of yeah, like I'm trying to but focus it, on one thing, so I need all the other things to go. Down. It makes a yeah. lot more sense now. Why every time we walk into a restaurant, you have your fingers and your ears. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's really interesting, actually. So because it makes me want to understand. Like, why are restaurants made to be so loud? Yep. Maybe because it hides deficiencies in flavor. Yeah, I think you need to think about that, dude. I already am. Okay, good. I see what see what happens, man. Satellite brain debris can be generative. Yeah, when it's not just flaming down through the atmosphere and putting craters in us. Yeah, which is a thing. That Here's the thing, dude. My stomach is hurting a little bit from that in and out. And we may need to, we may need to call this. <laughs> so, we may need to cut this. Chart. We started within. Somebody, time to get out. Yeah. Time to get out. Somebody, somebody throw the Jailbreak. Flag, blow the whistle. We're done. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I think we told you that. I mean, I think we've had plenty of brain debris. If you're here with us, thank you. And we yeah, thanks you. for thanks for hanging out for a, a lighthearted brain debris episode. We can't crack every conversation open, you know, all the time. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like there's yeah. a day where you're just like, hey, I just want to talk to my friends. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think what we're going to do is we're going to get deep into politics going into this this season. It's going to be great. We're going to talk strictly politics. It's also weird because I'm also not going to be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I did not get this memo. You guys didn't get the this memo. I sent it out. not the discussion we had last time I just we were talking it, about I just podcast sent, episodes. I just sent it out right now while so, we're recording. Uh, look for us next week in the <laughs> podcast store under Ryan Talks About Politics By Himself. By Himself. <laughs> Hi, I'm your host. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I, I think we'll probably stick to the holistic lane where politics are one of the 4,000 topics we cover. Yeah, right? I, I prefer politics as an elephant in the room. No pun intended. <laughs> is it the same elephant that we all have our eyes closed and we're touching different parts of it? And we're like, no, politics is this. Oh, no, politics is that. Oh, you're opening up cans right now, my friend. We're going to unpack that one. That metaphor. Oh, if I didn't have to go, dude, I would be running with that one. Let's talk about that next episode. Hey, on that note, we love you guys. You are fantastic. And we will catch you next time. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Shaco Art Speak, a production of Shaco Art Space. We are an independent, nonprofit art gallery in Richmond, Virginia. We can be found online at ShacoArtspace.com and in real life in historic Shaco Bottle.